0: Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. In the
1: name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.
0: Our oh, Father and our God, we just thank you this morning for this golden opportunity, Father, to check with you, to relate to you, to fellowship according to you. Father, we just asking that you can continue to admonish us into Keep us safe through this, you know, time period. Protect those that need, advance those that need. Lord, just smooth the path for all the people that are involved with, uh, you know, reconstructing their lives. And then, Father, give us the grace today to perform for you and to operate out of the Holy Spirit and to make a difference on this day. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. You're listening to the Cajun Catholics.
1: I'm your host, Todd Citron. My co-host today is no stranger to the show, Mr. Calvin James. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show, Calvin. Yes, sir. Thank With you. that beautiful prayer. Today's guest is Mr. Jaron St. Clair. He is a junior at Opelousas Catholic High School. Yes, 16 sir. years old. Welcome to the show, Jaron.
2: Thank you for having me.
1: It's uh, an honor to have you on the show today. Uh, Jaron's mom and I work together. Uh, And that's how we got put together. But he's quite an outstanding young man. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: Well, I'll start with my name. My name is Jaron St. Clair. I am a junior at Opelousas Catholic School, and I am a parishioner of Holy Family Catholic Church in Lautel, Louisiana.
1: All right, and uh, tell us a little bit, Jaron. I know you just made confirmation, right? Yes, sir. How was that?
2: It was amazing. Yeah.
1: So, tell us a little bit about what led to that point. You know, confirmation is one of those Catholic sacraments that I guess some of the other Christian denominations don't totally understand. I guess they wonder why we, we are baptized as a baby. and But I think it's our opportunity to make a conscious decision to, to be with the Catholic Church. So, tell us what your experience is like.
2: My experience, I've been heavily involved at my church since I was in about, I'd say, the fourth grade. and just growing throughout the years, becoming to know myself, know God, getting closer to him. And really, that's what led me to want to say, I want to make my confirmation. This is what I know I want to do. I want to be a Catholic for the rest of my life. This is what I believe in.
1: That's beautiful. I, I um so I know that there's a sponsor involved and for me, I've been a sponsor for others and, and I've, I've had my brother Scott was my sponsor. Who was your sponsor?
2: My sponsor was my nanny, Nicole Gordon Miller.
1: Okay, and tell me a little bit <clears throat> how she has affected your faith.
2: She has affected me. She's always been there and led me through my faith no matter what I was going through. I knew that I could go to her. I knew that she would give me the right advice, not just in this world, but on another level, on a spiritual level. And that is why I asked her to become my sponsor.
0: All right, Calvin, you're up. <laughs> you know, all I can do is relate. I'm getting to know Jaron today, but all I could do is to relate to you through my 17th, you know, years. And uh, at that age, even though I had knew who Christ was and I accepted him at camp, FCA camp, it was still hard to figure it out. It was still hard to figure out. who who god is why am i you know this and that and this and that so what i want to ask you is that when did you really know that you had a strong connection with god and what led to that like what happened what experience you had to say okay i believe i'm a child of god now
2: i would say sometime last year all right last year i don't know what it was i don't know why it happened but I say of course I say a prayer every night and I start my prayer always with the our father. And whenever I get on the second line every single time I get a chill. And it's not it's not a chill like a physical chill where anyone else can see it but it's a chill within. And that's when I realize okay I'm talking to someone this is connected. And I've realized since then no matter what prayer I say, I could just say a prayer in my car, I get that same feeling. And that's how I know that God is present and God is with me.
0: That's good. That, that is awesome. That's a good explanation. Now, do you understand that, that God has called you and you have a sense of what your mission is? Like as a believer now?
2: My mission, I, what I have believed my mission has been and is, is to go out and spread the news, spread the gospel. <laughs> and what... What I say every morning in my prayer, I say, Lord, make me your instrument. So use me in whatever way. Maybe I don't know how I can affect someone else, how I can be your vessel, but you do. So let me do it subconsciously.
0: I'm going to tell you something. I am blown away. He's the real deal. <laughs> Cal, I, I I I'm, I'm, real I'm deal blown away office. at your answer at this age because that's exactly, that's exactly what you call called to do, to be able to lead other people on the way that you've went. So, you know, I've, I've, I've pretty much, well, uh, <laughs> I'm satisfied. <laughs> I know that you're torn from the cloth. So I'm going to ask you a third question. It come in threes. Have you had an experience with leading somebody else, um, making somebody understand who they are in Christ, like you?
2: I cannot be sure, but I know that I have tried. Because whenever someone goes through anything, I put myself in a position to make sure that that person is okay to lead them to look to Christ. Often, I don't see the outcome of that because they don't really tell me, but I would hope so.
0: Okay, well, look, that's good. Let me put you at ease. We are to water, to to, to spread, and God does everything else. Yes, sir. So that individual you talk to... Could be on fire for Christ right now because somebody else came after you or whatever, but we all get the credit for it. So that's, uh, that's amazing.
1: All right. Okay, Jaron, tell me, um, um, it's kind of a loaded question because I think I know the answer. Your mother and I had some conversations, but about if you have a favorite scripture that, that you have, and then I, I want to expound on that. Go ahead.
2: My favorite scripture is the 23rd Psalm, specifically verse 4.
1: That's what she said. Go ahead and, re- and oh. recite it for
2: us. Yea, though I walk through the valley, valley of the, the shadow, shadow of death, death I shall fear, fear no evil. evil. Yeah, oh, I love that.
0: One. Four and six. Six is mine. I have de- dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Yeah, I like that.
1: So, I'm yeah. going to give you, for really? me, the Holy Spirit gave me this last night through prayer for mm-hmm. you. And I shared this with your mom before we came on. But I have a new favorite one for you. And I never met you before today. I know he's a fine young man and uh, his oh, mother's a is. great person. James 1 22 to 25. And this is for you, and and I feel like this is the Holy Spirit speaking through me. Be doers of the word and and not hearers only, deluding yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his own face in the mirror. He sees himself, then goes off and promptly forgets what he looked like. But the one who peers into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres and is not hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. Such a one shall be blessed in what he does.
2: Thank you for that.
1: Yeah, and I Thank think you. your mom shared with me that that that's you. You're a doer, because uh, I do a little research a little bit when some of the guests come on. And um, Jaron is a, is a is a good athlete. He cross country tennis, I believe. And uh, and tell me how your your athletic life. You're in good shape. You know how that intertwines with your faith life, with your spiritual life.
2: There are moments whenever I run, specifically in cross country, I'll say, whenever you, you get to see so much scenery running wherever it's three miles. So you have three miles to yourself and it's really looking out and getting to see what God has made. Getting, cross country is all in your head. So, you know, say a prayer through the running and it, it just helps your relationship with God. And whenever you finish the race, you know that God was with you.
0: That's biblical, Calvin. <laughs> that is. He Go said, "Yep, yeah, I've run the race. I've finished the race." And the Timothy,
1: Second Timothy, Two it Timothy. teaches
0: us that, uh, or, or First Timothy four and eight also. That's it. it teaches us that we are working for a prize. We are running a race, and the prize is the crown of glory. You know, there's a certain rewards for. 10 crowns that it speaks about in the in the Bible. And uh, the 10th crown is for soul winners, but they are crowned for priests and so forth and so on. So we are in a race. We are competing, you know, and a lot of us are competing for the same prize. So I admire that parallel that you gave because I'm an athlete. I was an athlete. And Fellowship of Christian Athletes, you've ever heard of that? I have heard of it. Well, that's a, a program that's designed to encourage athletes Christian athletes to, you know, intertwine their relationship with God and their activities as athletes. Another one is AIA, Athletes in Action. So FCA, Fellowship of Christian Athletes, I believe is a perfect way to go for athletes that are in high school to help them make a transition, make their transition in life. So... uh,
1: Nice, Jaron. Um, you mentioned your confirmation sponsor, but tell us who else in your family has been a spiritual rock for you?
2: I would say definitely my grandfather. My grandfather has been through so much, and he's always turned to God through his trials and tribulations. And the way that he perseveres and the way that he carries himself is just—it's an example of a Christ-like individual. In addition, I do have three three teachers who I consider to be family because they've helped me so much with my faith life and.
1: Well, let's name some names. This is called Cajun uh, Catholics. <laughs> I want to hear about all these. Is your grandfather from here?
2: He is from Ville Platte, Louisiana. His name is Arthur Dusset. Okay. The three teachers would That's be. That's a Cajun Catholic. <laughs> yes, sir. Miss Judy Lucido, Mrs. Elizabeth Stelly, and Mrs. Emily Turner. Nice. Oh,
0: Good job. I might know this Emily terminal lady. Yeah. Uh, so I
1: understand that you have been told by several people that you may have a vocation in the priesthood. And is that something that you have thought of prior to them asking you that? And, and is it just something in general that you have thought of?
2: I have not thought of. I had not thought about it prior to them opening up to me and coming to me and saying, hey, I think that this would be great for you. But I am always open to whatever God calls me to do. If that involves, you know, I could be in the middle, I want to go to medical school. But Mm -hmm. if I'm in the middle of medical school and something tells me this is not for you, priesthood is the right way for you, then I will drop it and I will do what God tells me to do. Go ahead,
0: Calvin. This young
1: man is
2: is
0: You have the right attitude and you have the right expectation because... The only way that God can operate in your life, especially if you have a calling on your life, is through other people. Other godly people he'll use to come and share with you the things that he wants to know you to know if he don't seem if to get your attention in that. So that's how this, the spirit of the Lord, that's how the kingdom of God works, through other people. So you keep yourself surrounded with those people who are leading you right now. And... Uh, I believe that you'll be uh, in the right circle. Yes, sir.
1: We want to remind our listeners, you're listening to the Cajun Catholic radio show. Today's guest is Mr. Jaron St. Clair. And uh, he's a 16 year old junior at Opelousas Catholic High School. I think lives in Opelousas. Yes, sir. Comes from a great family and um, just an honor to have him on the show. Just a fine young man. He's a scholar and uh, he's a gentleman and he's a a soldier for Christ. And so I would go on and ask Jaron, I'm not on Facebook, but you know, like I said, I Googled you before I came and I know that you have a Facebook, but <laughs> what, what is your take on Facebook in general on social media as it pertains to the, the youth of today and especially here in Acadiana, good thing or bad thing?
2: It can be both. <laughs> it is good in a sense that it's a way for you to see everyone, make sure that everyone is okay, see those relatives far away that you haven't seen in a while. Depending on what groups you join, it's a great way to connect with Christ. You know there are some groups that I'm in uh and really, you know someone just they might post a prayer or they may get you really thinking about something. It can be bad, it can be very bad depending on your morals. Mm-hmm. I'll say that go ahead, Calvin you know at
0: your age. It's very important that you keep I's dotted and T's crossed because you're still growing. Right. One of the best ways I found out that these young people, especially during campus ministry, I used to encourage them. If you want to find the favor of God, Psalm 511 says that for surely you bless the righteous, you surround them with your favor as a shield. But there's a scripture in Ephesians chapter 6 that says, children, obey your parents with a promise that it may go well with you and you may live a long life. Now, that you just heard, and that's a promise from God. Do you believe that uh, you favor, you get favor from God because of how you treat your parents?
2: I would think so. Or you honor your parents. Your parents, everyone, I think that that is how you find favor with God.
0: Exactly, exactly. And, and another one is I'm going to share with you because these scriptures are important. Uh, in Psalm 119, 9 and 11, it says, How can a young man keep his ways pure? It's almost like you heard that scripture before. By living according <laughs> to your word. Then it jumps from 10 to 11 and says, I have hidden my word in your heart, in my heart, that I might not sin against you. How much does the word, the written word of God, play into your faith walk?
2: I keep God's word all around me. Whether it's in my car, I have a bulletin board on my room at home, and it's filled with reminders, it's filled (laughs) with scripture, it's filled with inspirational quotes, and it's just, it's everywhere. And there's a little bit of scripture for everyone in every situation, and that's why it's important to keep that by you because it serves as a guide to guide you through life.
0: In other words, you're telling me that for anything somebody can face in life, the solution or the understanding is in the Bible. Yes, sir. Wow, <laughs> at that age, the real deal. To I know that the real at deal, that God. age, that's incredible.
1: <clears throat> and I'll share in my prayer life, you know how the 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 good news, the gospel changes uh, with time, with it, the meanings are. Not any less or more important, but they do change, and you read the same passage in it. Yes. Calvin and I are deep diving into the Gospel of John right now. We're reading, uh, sharing a book together, and um, it's written by Stephen Ray. I, I would it, uh, I would definitely advise our, our listeners to, to, to get a copy of this book. It's just come out recently, and it's a study Bible on John. And I'll share with you, Calvin, on air, and I'm going to ask Jaron the question spinning off of this. But, you know, something struck me when I read fruit of the vine work of human hands and I've, I've seen and heard that a thousand times never thought twice about it much but if Jesus is truly present in the Eucharist um, which we believe wholeheartedly uh, the source and summit of our, of our of our faith I heard recently that the Eucharist if it was a planet it would be the Sun and all the other sacraments revolve around it you know which is beautiful but but you can't just go out and get bread it has to be made by human hands from other products, you can't just get wine. It has to be squeezed from grapes and made. And is it is it a coincidence that you think that Jesus presented Himself in that form? But it, it requires us to, to to make that happen. It, it's not just something mm-hmm. that He can snap His fingers and do. It requires us. It's not a coincidence. And that occurred to me. So Jaron, you know, tell me what is your take on Jesus truly present in the Eucharist as a Catholic? It, it's it's a hard uh, thing, if you read John 6, you know, it's hard to explain to others who are non Catholics. But w- what's your take on that?
2: When you believe, you receive. Mm. Whenever you walk up to receive communion, what are you saying to yourself? I like to say, I like to say a prayer to God while I am walking up. Please prepare me to receive your body, mm. to receive the sacrament that you have given us.
0: Hmm. Uh, uh, you mind anybody interject? No, company? jump in. Uh, what would prepare you? What would prepare you to receive the sacrament? Even before you you're talking to God, you're on the way there. How should you prepare yourself to
2: receive? You know, and it's not a, a, a right or wrong answer. I believe that you should be wholeheartedly ready to receive the sacrament ready to accept jesus uh rather that be the morning before i it's just you have to dig deeper it's not just i'm receiving the sacrament it's it's before that it's the whole it's a concept to me
0: okay that's good you take it seriously yes sir
1: I, you know, I like to keep this show lighthearted. I'm going to use the word "suck" as it ap- as it ap- applies to myself. I, I, I suck at at at, um, at confession, and you know, I feel so guilty. One of the things, one of I think the greatest testament to a Catholic is when he walks up, an adult Catholic walks up to the altar and crosses his hands and doesn't receive communion. I'm so proud of those people. I've never done that. I'm embarrassed to say. Because I've never felt like, okay, I shouldn't receive the Eucharist. I desire it so much. And I know that, you know, you need to come to, to, to communion with, with a clean heart. You should always do regular confession. I know the rules, but I just, you know, it's a block for me. I don't, I'm not good with confession. Now, I've been around a lot of the youth at St. Thomas More and whatnot. How do you feel about confession? I mean, is that something you do regularly?
2: Confession, I go to as often as I can um because it's it's more than spiritual it's for you it's for you to know to actually see uh my priest actually explain this to us on our confirmation retreat he said why was confession made a thing not because people didn't you know confess their sins to god but because they needed to see to feel that their sins were forgiven and that's true it's it's true you see the priest in there and you walk in you know he absolves you of your sin he absolves you of your sins and it's the feeling after you know you are sure that you are forgiven
0: you know there's a scripture like you said we agreed that scripture for everything James 4 17 says To him that knows the right he ought to do and does not do it, sins. So that's how believers should know as individuals when they do right and wrong, you know, because they know the difference between right and wrong. So um, I believe confession and forgiveness goes hand in hand. And I'm going to throw this out there. Um, I don't get the chance to go to confessions as much because I'm kind of considered shut in at times because of my condition. But I constantly... You know, I tell God when I do wrong, you know, whether I'm in a confessional or not. And uh, I believe that plays a clarity part. It keeps my conscience clear. But I do desire the confession. It's a strong desire in my heart. And I think it's like that. It's because that's my Catholic faith. So we can't get away from that box you know i want i I just wanted to share that
1: jaron's like an academic so i'm going to ask him the question that we asked calvin and i've been spinning this around it's from christia but uh what's larger jaron the sun or the earth
2: well i think i stumped him (laughs) i think i think you got me there i had to think about it i would say the sun
1: okay you feeling good about that answer
2: I'm feeling I mean, like it there's looks sun- so
1: small in the sky right when we look at yeah, it the sun, yes. and so you answered correctly yes uh, and 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 for our listeners to know you know I took two semesters of astronomy at LSU it didn't really work out real well for me because I didn't remember much but the Sun is actually a hundred and five times larger than the earth
0: yeah
1: so when we talk about our perspective on confession Eucharist any of these things our perspective is where we are we're here on earth. It seems so big. We look at that little bitty sun, but in reality, the truth is the sun is 105 times larger than the earth. So, you know, the truth is there. It's all around us, and um, sometimes it's hard for us to grasp because our, our, our perspective is, is, is not right. And I think, you know, through the sacraments and through study and piety and action, these things that we learn, uh, that's, that's how we come to know the truth, huh, Calvin? Yes, yeah. You know, so— um,
0: The road to freedom.
1: His subject is French, I understand, and he has maybe some aspirations to go on to college in France. Uh, but do you pray in French?
2: The prayers that yeah. I know in French, yes, sir. I'm working on becoming more fluent so that I can uh, fluently speak in French, of course. Okay,
1: so share some with our good Cajun Catholics out there that are French-speaking. Share some of those prayers, any of
2: them, any, anything um, you'd like to share. Um, I'll do the Hail Mary. Okay. Uh, en nom du père et du fils et du Saint-Esprit, ainsi soit-il. Je vous salue, Marie, pleine de grâce, le Seigneur est avec vous. Vous êtes bénie entre toutes les femmes, et Jésus, le fruit de vos entrailles. Et béni, Sainte Marie. Sainte Marie, Mère de Dieu, priez pour nous, pauvres pécheurs, maintenant et à l'heure de notre mort, ainsi soit-il.
1: See, Calvin, I think that's so awesome. I, that, that just is. impresses me to sow in, you know, to just to hear that. And being from Cajun country, I know a lot of us speak French, but this is a young 16-year-old man that uh, that that knows his prayers in English and in French, you know.
0: Ben Domingue prays with me in French. I call him from Denver sometimes yeah. when I want to hear. He's pretty fluid in that, too. Fantastic.
1: So it's been some kind of year, you know. um, We'd be remiss in not speaking of all these things that are happening around us. We've been through I don't know how many hurricanes and coronavirus. And, uh, you know, maybe for uh, someone whose youth, now we're wearing masks everywhere. Has it become commonplace? Uh, what's your take on all this hysteria that we're going through?
2: Everything happens for a reason, and everything, you should learn from everything. You should grow in every lesson that you learn in life, and this is just the lesson. Um, I had the conversation with my mother the other day. She wanted to evacuate from the hurricane. And I said, why? She said, well, I mean, we could get killed by it. And I said, okay, what's what's so bad about that? Oh, and love you know, it. Th- there's there's a, there's a bad connotation to death, but death is such a beautiful thing oh. if you have lived your life yeah. righteously.
1: That's yes. right. This dude, hey, he's yeah. got it going on. He's you prepared. know, uh, that was the gospel this past weekend was the wedding feast and uh, the king who invited all of the people to into into the feast and it was free and it was delicious and no one came, and uh, you know it's it's that story of God. It's the same thing. Father Dan said, you know, eternal life. You know, how could you not want that? And yet people turn away from it constantly. You know, right. Uh, life on earth is small and simple and you know uh fleeting and yeah. short and and why not step towards eternal life you know uh and in and, and in the same breath the devil you know i'm going to bring it up because the devil has been all around me and tried to come to me uh through through friends and family and everything else around and you see this craziness in new orleans with the priest and uh you know um, what? What is going on? Is the if, is the devil real? I'll ask you that.
2: Question. Absolutely. How do you know? Absolutely, because, I mean, it's hard for me to say it. It's he, he's so real, so real. The devil is so real, and that is why we are not living in harmony right now. The suffering sometimes it does come from Jesus, from God. But a lot of times it is from the devil, and that is how you know that he is real.
0: Yeah, yeah. And uh, then the word, the word teaches us that he's in existence. I mean, the Master Himself said, talked about the devil. Um, right. And then of course he left instructions with uh, the twelve, and they talked about it. So there's scripture about how to handle situation with him. But we have to know that we are immune. To some of his practices as a believer, we can live a certain life and keep him at bay because he always needs permission from God to do what he wants to do to us. And because God will give him the permission, the reason why God says yes, but do not try to tempt his, take his life. Peter said that trials come and troubles come because our faith is strong. Well, if your faith is not strong when Satan arrives, well, then you've got a lot to deal with. Yes, sir. Stay strong.
1: We're going to have to leave it there. We've run out of time. You've been listening to Jaron St. Clair, uh, Jr. from Opelousas Catholic. It's been a, a blessing to have you on yes, the show. Yes, sir. Thank
2: you for having me. I mean, I
1: love your mom. Uh, shout out to Miss Crystal. Uh, you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Uh, as always, we invite you until next time to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. God bless.